Hello and welcome to the Property Mastermind Podcast. In this episode, Bob has a chat with Adelaide and Sione Kipu. This is a fabulous interview. You are going to learn so much and be incredibly inspired. So jump on in to Bob's chat with mentoring students, Adelaide and Sione Kipu. Hi everybody and welcome to another Property Mastermind, Hillary and Bob Anderson without Hillary today podcast and uh, today I'm really looking forward to because we're having a bit of a chat with uh, two people in our mentoring program, uh, Atalate and Sione, well Kipu or Moa Kipu, I always get that mixed up, I think Adelaide's it's got the hyphenated name, Sione's got the straight one but whatever it is anyway guys. Welcome aboard. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Okay. So uh, just from an interest point of view, because people love to uh, love to find out a bit more about, about people, uh, your ancestry, uh, where, where does it go back to? First of all, Bob, thanks for the opportunity to be here today. We're very excited. And uh, uh, to start off, uh, our parents, uh, they're, they're from Tonga. And uh, my parents, they... They uh, moved over to New Zealand way back in 1989, and so I grew up in Auckland. And then uh, fast forward to 2009, I decided to come over here to uh, pursue my rugby career, and uh, we decided to make Australia home, and the rest is history, and here we are. Well, I'm glad about that. What about yourself, Adelaide? Yeah, my parents are also from Tonga. They immigrated to Auckland, New Zealand, where I was born, and I did all my formal education there at university. And when I met Sione, he was still playing professional rugby at the time. And he decided that it would be a good idea to move over to Sydney because it had more opportunities and he could continue his rugby career. And when we moved over here, we loved Australia and we decided to make it home. So Tongan background as well. Yeah, well, I'm glad you made Australia home. Anyway, that's uh, made it easier for us to meet. May not have met you if you'd stayed in Auckland. And so... Your property journey, you're obviously in love with property, as, as I am. Um, have you, so, some people start straight into property development. Some people think they have to go, you know, the investment, the reno, work your way up into property development. It doesn't have to be that way, of course. But what about yourselves? Of, um, are you, I have to ask this for Hillary's sake because she's, a, you know, a, a renovator. Did you, did you do renos and, and sort of think, oh, well, I think I'd have to graduate up to property development or do you bypass renos? Very good question, Bob. I think I'll, I'll, I'll start off this one. I think um, back in 2020, I think, Bob, uh, Adelaide came home one day and she said that she, she's done 10 years at her current uh, job and she wants to change up her career. Mm. And then uh, she asked me to... Uh, come with her and get our real estate licenses so that we can try out uh, being a buyer's agent. And then um, being in that space, we came across property development. We, we actually came across uh, five other educators. Um, and we gave them all a try and we realized the more we listened to them and, and try and, and learn you know, about the space, we just got more confused. And um, then from there, um, I, 
one just one day you just pop on Facebook. And then I did a little bit of due diligence and then uh, I gave Hillary a call and uh, you guys got back in touch. Then I realized that you had educated all these other educators. You, uh, you taught them. And um, so it was, then I figured, wow, you know, learning that you've done 40 years of experience in property development and over $1.2 billion worth, I, you know, it's, uh, I said to Adelaide, I said to Adelaide, you know, it's only wise that we tap into that experience and, and uh, if you want the best, you know, let's, let's work with the best and that's when we uh, got in touch with you. Yeah. Oh, that's an unpaid advertisement, but thank, <laughs> thanks very much for that. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a setup, but um, no, I do. Yeah, I can remember us talking about that, and uh, very, very glad that we uh, ended up together. Uh, and as it turns out, working on working on projects together, which is which is tremendous. So, yes, the mentoring program. Yes, you did join that. I remember, and uh, like a lot of things, you know, we we ask people. Well, look, what's your What's your plan? What's your sort of medium and what's your long-term plan? Because we always like to know that so we can you know, sort of help people fulfil their fulfill their plans. So uh, yourselves, um, I think, Siani, you mentioned uh, Adelaide had, you know, had a job, she's got a job, but looking at some point of transitioning, is that is that the goal, transitioning out of day jobs into full-time development? Yeah, that was always that was always the goal. Um, with um, an event that happened a couple of years ago, it just really made me realise that we don't have a lot of time, and a lot of our time was in our day jobs, and it just got to a point where I thought I have to use, I have to make a better use of my time, and the priority that came to me was I wanted more time so that I could spend time with my parents. Um, a lot of um, the decisions that I make is to look after ourselves, but I always have an eye to the future to look after my parents. And mm. the thing that was really important to me was how can I create wealth so that if one day um, anything happens to my job, I have like financial security mm. to look after me so that I could look after my parents mm. and, you know, any of my loved ones. So when I came across property development, I saw that this was this was a way that I could, you know, have the time freedom and also have the financial security. Okay. And it's a vehicle mm. that I could help look after my parents in the future and ourselves too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 lovely. Um, we need more more children looking after their parents. So any of my kids out there listening or watching this podcast, keep that in mind, boys and girls, look after yeah. look after your parents. Um, yeah, and, and that's great. Well, certainly property development uh, should come as no surprise to anybody that when you do it well and you do it successfully, it can be a very good income earner and life-changing, as it has been for, for lots of people. And uh, it's not unusual for, for people to look at transitioning out of, you know, a day job, if you like, into property development um, because, well... It's an income thing for sure, but it's also a time thing. And I think a lot of people don't realise that property developers, yeah. we're coordinating people. And that, in fact, that's what you're doing at the moment. You're not doing the work per se. You're coordinating other people that do it. That's, that's got to be one of the things I love about property development is um, it can give you, give you time back as well. And so moving on from that, you've, uh, you've got a project 
uh, going on at the moment. But let's let's take a couple of steps back because I know uh, you you were looking. You, you had a patch uh, prior prior to the the current project, and uh, we looked at a few deals together. Just couldn't quite get them get the margin to work. And uh, so, like anybody, you know, you you try a patch, go close. Maybe the margin not not everywhere works at the moment. And so you decided, well, I'll I'll go further afield, and uh, so you you took on a new patch. So when you are taking on a patch, and for people that sorry that don't understand it, is as property developers, what we want to do is pick an area where we want to develop, and we need to come become what we call the local expert. So you need to understand that market pricing. You know, so that you can obviously do do feasibilities and so forth, and, and get to work out who the agents are there. So, I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit about what you guys did when you decided. Well, first of all, you move patch, but now you're, you're starting in a whole area that you don't know anything about. And I'm really keen to hear how you went about that from almost ground zero to becoming an expert in, in an area. Tell me about that journey. What you do? I just remember Bob, your very first question actually with a. You know whether we had any um, uh, property experience behind us. Uh, really, we don't. We, we both got no experience. We don't own any, you know, investment properties or anything yeah. like that. So that's why we were sourcing for the best, and uh, that's when we came across a property mastermind. Um, I think this question here that you're asking probably Adelaide. I'll let her answer that. Yeah. In terms of finding your patch and. And from there, what did you do with them, which brings it to where we are today? Yeah. Well, before I found my patch today, um, we looked all over Sydney um, in the areas that we were comfortable with. We used to live in Brighton, the Sands in Sydney. So we looked, um, you know. In the Shire. In the Shire, um, you know, places that we were comfortable. We used to go, you know, have dinner, restaurants there. So we, we kind of knew the Shire area quite well. But when we did the numbers, um, we, we did a feasibility, you know, just to see if it would stack up for us. We mm. found that the land cost too much. And um, when we started talking to Hillary, um, she gave me the idea that maybe I should look further afield. Mm. And I decided, well, Queensland always sounds like a, a good area. So I started looking into that patch. And like you said, Bob, um, you said to start with one or two or three suburbs, which is what I did. I picked three suburbs. The timing was right, and we were ready to buy. You know, we see it all the time when 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 people start to talk to a new agent, and agents talk to lots of people. You know, they they talk to a lot of buyers, and if the agents are in the development space, in other words, they're selling development sites or they're marketing new projects, they are dealing with other developers for sure. And also the, the other side of it, now I know you guys are really good at this, is looking professional. You know, it doesn't take the, the agents long to realise, okay, these guys are fair dinkum, they're professional, and and I know you did this and, and I always recommend it. If, a, if an agent puts a uh, proposal up to you for a development site and you do your numbers and it doesn't work, you don't just ignore the agent, but you get back and you say, look, I just can't make that work. You know, I need to get the land for this. And they might say, oh, look, that, you know, the buyer's not going to take that. And you say, oh, look, that's fine. I'm just letting you know because you're, you know, good enough to, to give me the opportunity to look at. I'm just giving you the feedback. And they appreciate that. 
partners and and also it gives them a bit of a clue of what what to look for next time but also that you're professional and I think if an agent sees you as professional and also obviously on the you know you set up some rapport with them and I know you guys have done that with more than one agent that that is is a key you know and uh, you don't just like ignore them when they don't put up a good deal because as we all know we end up throwing more deals in the rubbish bin than we ever do and and therefore you know you need to maintain those relationships so that that just um sort of reminds me of something because you're obviously a couple you're both in in there together boots and all and you know within within our program uh, some people come on singly where they're supported or encouraged if you like by a partner but the the partner is not really doing it uh, and that, that's that's fine. That's single, you know. Probably majority of people are like that. But then some people come on as a as a couple, as you two have, and and so the thing there is, you know, like like any partnership, you try and work out. Well, one might have certain strengths, the other might have other strengths. It's always a bit awkward if you're both identical, which rarely happens, you know. How do you, how do you guys, the both of you, sort of split up? Who does what? And, and, and how's that dynamic work? Because that's a, that's a really interesting thing, I think. I think my answer to that, Bob, would be uh, we're working with what our current situation is right now. Yeah? And that is um, myself, I'm working nine to five in the office. And with Adelaide, it's good that actually she has the flexibility to work from home. So she's doing her day job and she's managing our project on the site. Yeah. And so, uh, for example, I thought my strength is talking to agents, but I can't really talk to the agents because I'm at work. I can't pull away. So Adelaide has stepped up and, and done that part. I love feasibilities, but I can't again because I'm at work. So Adelaide is doing that. So currently, while I'm at work and, and for me to, to, to feel like I'm not doing anything, I think I focus on our goals and our mindsets and our motivation to keep us going. Because yeah. my understanding is Adelaide can be head down and doing the numbers and talking to and everything. Uh, as she's doing that, I'm thinking, I'll look at the overview, the vision, the direction where we're going. Uh, then I'll come home and she updates me what were the things she covered during that week. Uh, I do know for a fact that every Friday she sends out update of to our investors what the week looked like keeping them informed, and also she tags me in that email as well, uh, and I get up to speed with what's going on. Yeah. But, of course, and I'd lastly, I'll say, but when we become full-time developers, which is our ultimate goal right now, uh, the things will, yeah. uh, our roles will look slightly different. Yeah. I'd love to be, I'd, I'd love to be a guest at your dinner table of an evening when uh, Adelaide's unloading, you know, the conversation <laughs> she's had today or perhaps, uh, you know, a, a deal that she's looked at or, you know, a potential yeah. investor yeah. Uh, may have had a conversation with. Um, so I reckon it would be a pretty interesting conversation. Uh, so <laughs> you're there, Bob. You're invited. <laughs> yeah, you're invited. <laughs> I'll, I'll come around for dinner. Uh, I'll jump on a plane and come down for dinner. Yeah. I know I'm always welcome. Um, so... You're working, you're working on a project at the moment and it, it's quite an upmarket project, you know, high standard of finish, high standard of design and uh, I know it's one that you're going to be very proud of. Um, 
And and so dealing with consultants, uh, obviously, you know, when you're constructing, I mean, in, initially, you know, you're, you're looking at it, you're crunching the numbers and I guess satellites, you know, on the feasibility calculator, punching away there. Um, but then dealing with dealing with the consultants, uh, you know, initially surveyor, architect, town planner, they're, they're the main ones, you know, landscape architect, of course, and then in, in, in for the development permit. Adelaide, how, how have you found dealing with dealing with consultants? I, I know not, there are some female consultants you deal with, they're probably majority male, not that that matters. I mean, you've got a male partner there, so no, <laughs> communicating with males <laughs> is hardly too hard, but... How have you found dealing with consultants? How have you found that? Yeah, the consultants, I found it really, I, I found it such a great experience because when you're an employer, uh, employee, you know, uh, everyone's just doing one job, you know, you clock in, you clock out. I found working with the consultants was really inspiring because they love what they do. They are an expert at what they do and because they also work with other developers, when I'm consulting with them or I'm talking with them, they're, they're really quite helpful, especially if I say to them, hey, I'm not sure about this. Um, is, is this what I'm doing? Is this what I'm supposed to do here? Should I take action? I find them really helpful because I think they also want to do a good job. They want to do a good job too. So it's, it's beneficial for them when, I do, when we do well in our project. So for me, it's been such a great experience, um, Bob. How about your confidence? My confidence. Yeah, like I remember us talking about how you got your confidence to talk to the to the consultants. It was the stuff that we actually learned from from Bob and the property mastermind. Yeah. Um, knowing yeah. knowing which consultant to talk to, which consultant to bring in at yeah. a particular time. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. think. Um, talking with Bob, Bob, you really helped me to um, identify which expert or consultant that I need at each step. Mm. And because I've had that conversation with you, when I talk with a consultant, I have the confidence mm. because I know what I'm. I know which expert to use and what I'm trying to achieve yeah. when I speak yeah. to the expert. So, mm. for the consultant, I've I've had such a great experience. With your guidance, of course, Bob. Yeah, and it's it's good when you're using consultants who are, are proud of their work. I mean, it's it's probably mm. a little bit different for a structural engineer because all their work's all you know drawings and calculations. But um, you know, architects for sure, landscape architects to some degree, planners, and and interior designers as well. So, how do you found uh, that? That's sort of an ex well, look, I've got to admit, it's not an exciting thing for me to do, but um, I know a lot of people. Do I normally pull Hillary in for something like that? But, but you know, setting the tone of your development, the level of finish, standard of finish, the, the look, the colours, have you enjoyed that? Because I know you, you, you engage an interior designer. Um, how, how have you found that? Did you get a lot of enjoyment out of that? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, they, they're basically doing all the heavy lifting, which is the part that I really like. <laughs> You know, I remember, I remember talking to the to the interior designer, and she picked out everything, and and then she said, um, you know, I want to put it all together. And to my understanding at the time, I said to her, so where to from here? And you know, do I need to go into Bunnings with a wheelbarrow and pick up everything? She said, no, 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 just leave that up to me. And I thought, oh, okay, all right. So, 
you know, it's little learnings like that that means a lot to me. Uh, uh, learning, you know, each step of the process, and then in my mind, I can see from start to well, we haven't finished our current project, but where we up to so far. And so I have confidence hmm. in going into the next project because I know now what to do and how to utilize uh, these consultants. Really, all we're doing is managing the process and managing people. That's all we're doing. I've heard that before, Sammy. <laughs> Property development is about managing people and managing a process. Uh, you, you definitely make a, you know, property development easy, Bob, and I know that's the slogan for Property Mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> property development made easy, yeah. Um, but look, you have to be—you have to be on the ball. You know, let's face it—it's—it's it's not something that you can take lightly. Property development—it's—it's it's a serious business. There's a lot of money involved. Um, you know, the idea is to make good money, of course. But you know, you do it wrong, and you can—you can lose money, or lose profit even. Uh, so, and, and I know you guys do too. You take it very seriously. I can—I can tell by the myriad of uh, emails I get from. Adelaide during the day that I, I know absolutely everything you're up to about almost on a minute by minute basis. So, uh, which is good. Uh, so we know everything. Everything's going forward. And so, this particular project that you're doing at the moment, um, what what you've done there, and you can talk a little bit more about it, is uh, you've had a concept of what to do on the site, and then you've engaged. The, the architect, uh, but you've also pulled in the builder uh, because you'd had quite a lot of discussions with builders and you worked out the builder you wanted to use. And you've also chosen a real estate agent who's had su- some success with a similar sort of product in that area. But you've pulled, that, you've pulled those people in prior to the development, lodging the development permit. Which is interesting. So you've got the architect working up the design. You've got the builder looking at the design for obviously to keep keep it functional uh, from a cost point of view. You know, not not let the architect run away with fancy stuff that costs a lot of money and doesn't give a return. Not that that the architect you're using would do that, but also the marketer, and you're incorporating. The, the opinions of the marketer into the design as well, because that's the you know that's a, the agent, that's the person who's got to sell it. I think that's I think that's a, a good way of going about it. Tell me about the dynamic of that, uh, you know, dealing with all those three people and and keeping them on a le- you know sort of balanced and and moving forward. How's that been, Adelaide? You want to touch on that? Yeah, I think um, firstly, uh, what I found really great about the consultants, the architect and the builder that we chose is they have a really good relationship. Mm. So um, thanks to social media, we can go on to their, see what their works are. See what their works are. Mm. We can see the architect that we've chosen. We can go and look through his social media, all of mm. his designs, and they us- and they tagged the builder that we have chosen as well. Mm. So um, what we did was there was one time we had to meet these two consultants um, on a separate um, meeting and through going through social media and knowing that they get along, they said, hey, why don't, why don't, um, their buddies, why don't we get together and have a chat so that way we don't have to, we can kill two birds with one stone. And um, that's been helpful for us Mm. because during that meeting, the architect would explain to us, this is the design, and then the builder will come in and say, yes, this is going to fit your budget. 
um, I think we can. So they would they would problem solve right in front mm. of us, and we could see mm. in real time like. He's going to design this. Mm. He's going to build this. It's going to be within our budget, and that just gave us confidence. You know that um, this is a this is a great strategy to get them together. So we well, also can see that if they're working together like that. That's that's hopeful. It's it's good to see that they get along. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's a little bit like design and construct, except that it's not the builder um, basically, you know, pulling all the strings. You're coordinating mm. from the top. But you've got those three critical components, design, buildability, and, and, and marketing. And, and so your, your agent, during these conversations, have, have they come up with some ideas in terms of what to do or what not to do uh, so that you end up with a product that's really marketable at the end? Yes. Yes, we also met up with the agent as well, and he gave us um, his ideas because obviously he's on the ground. He Every weekend he meets potential buyers, they tell him um, what they like and, um, and and so he gives us that feedback and then we took that feedback uh, to the to the builder to the designer, uh, to the designer and, and, and the builder um, and we, we can see all the three, three of them coming together um, bring their ideas to they, they all know what our end goal is and so they're all putting their ideas together to get a good outcome, yes. and that's what we realised. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. it's it's good knowing that, like going forward, you, you got to you end up with a well, you, you ended up with a design that that you liked yourselves, that you were happy with, um, and and look, that sometimes requires giving a bit of a nudge uh, to to the consultants. I don't like recommend uh, you just put one hundred percent total faith in them, although they they're certainly trained to do it. But you know, for instance, if you if you think a design might need a little bit more pizzazz or whatever, then obviously as a developer we need to say, you know, put in a put in a bit more pizzazz or or whatever, or perhaps even with your uh, with your interior designer, perhaps either lift the standard of finish, or sometimes if they get a little bit too carried away, you might have to t- sort of tone it down a bit. But so you got the developer in there, the the you know the ultimate arbitrator of things, but but relying on on the expertise of, of those professional people. And that, to me, that's, that's the fun part of property development as well is, is, is dealing with these people, but, you know, steering it to where you know it has to go. And so I think that's, that's worked really well on, you know, combining those uh, three in, in the early days to get it up to where you, where you want it. And so, you know, that, that, that's a good project. Uh, I've seen the plans, obviously. I know about it. We've worked on it together and looking forward to that winding out but you so your model is to work with investors so you are the developers and so you you find the sites you analyze them you you throw them in the rubbish bin as we as we regularly do Uh, but then when you find one that works the numbers work it's a good deal then you bring investors in to that project uh, together as a, as a former joint venture, where you do the work uh, using all your IP, the smarts that you've learned, the connections that you have, and then the investors uh, tip in the, the equity requirement. Uh, and obviously, it's funded by a financier uh, from that point of view. And so this current project, uh, you've got investors in that. Tell us a little bit about, about that. 
about the, the investor side of it? The investor side, um, just talking about the relationship, Bob, or just, just how we came well, across For instance, them? you've got two investors. Uh, like sometimes yes. you're going to do a project, you'll have one, you've got two. So what about the communication between yourself and the investors? How, what, what do you do there? Obviously, I, I know, I, I mean, I've talked to everybody. I know your investors are very happy with, the, with, with you know, what, what you do. So how, what about that relationship, the communication? How do you, how do you keep that on a nice level Ooh. field? Yes. Um, so obviously we got two. We had two investors because we we originally wanted one investor, but we we needed more capital, so we had two investors. Um, that was that was interesting at the beginning because um, different generations. The, our investors are different generations, and because I work as a PA and I'm always you know working with technology computers. I forgot that some people don't use technology uh, as much as I do. So I would send emails to both parties, as I usually do, telling them, um, you know, asking them important information. And I found that one investor, he didn't quite get back to me um, quick enough. And he would find out an email probably a week after I had sent it. And so he called me and he said to me, Adelaide, I don't check emails as often you'll have to text me or call me or, or, or just prompt me that there's an email. And so I realized that that moment that um, my communication, I need to really improve my communication. And so obviously I've never worked with investors before, so I thought I'll mm. ask him, you know, um, how would you like me to communicate? And he would tell me and I'll make a note of it and I thought, okay. So every time I have something important to share to the investors or I need information, one of the one of the guys he's on his emails all the time, so mm. I don't need to worry about him. But this particular investor, I need to email him and text him and just give him a call and say, "Hey, I sent an email. Um, have you received it?" He'll say yes or no. So I found with the investors, communication is so important. And if they have a question for me, to make sure that I that I answer them straight away. I want to give them confidence, you know, that I'm not ducking and diving. And because I've got the nine to five job. If I can't answer something straight away, I'll just give them a quick acknowledge it. Yeah, acknowledge it, yeah. quick text and say, hey, I've received it. I'll get back to you as soon mm. as possible. So, so that's important. Communication Communication. Important. Keeping them in the loop, mm. answering their questions if they have one. Yes. And if I can't answer it, just letting them know that I will get to it as soon as possible. And, and I found that in the beginning it was a little bit rough. Um, just trying to figure out people's personalities and how they communicate. But as soon as I found out how they like to, to receive information, mm. it was so easy from there. You know, it's just um, knowing who I'm talking to and making sure that I deliver it in a way that, that, that fits them, yeah. that's tailored to them. Yeah, probably Hillary's personality profiling can help too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about investors. I mean, you know, you, they could be young, middle-aged, older people. They could be, you know, experienced in property or not at all. And, you know, you can have a whole, like, um, you know, every project, you could have different types of investors uh, in there. As you say, you've got a, you know, a younger one, an older one, and then uh, and then you've got two, you know. Um, you know, the next project, you might have one. And uh, who knows? So, but that's good. If You know, if you can adapt like you have done, uh, to to get the communication sorted because that that's very critical 
when you have investors to, to keep them up to date. And I know you do, which is, which is really good. The other thing is with investors, of course, is if you have a good experience, well, they have a good experience, everyone has a good experience, and they can move on then and, and do another project. Uh, but by the same token, you know, as developers, we like to get a, a couple of projects uh, on the move as well. While we're doing one, we can certainly bring in another another project or two. And uh, so, like a lot of developers, uh, you know, who if you're using that model, then you, you're looking for the right type of investor with the right attitude. I, I don't know you guys have got the right attitude from the developer's point of view. And, uh, and that's, you know, what in our community, that attitude that we engender, it's not a matter of... Uh, who can give me some money? Where can I get some money? It's it's a matter of that you're in a in a unique position because you have the knowledge and the ability to do something that can make a lot of money. The average person can't. The average person really, most they can do is work a job. And yes, certainly salaries vary, you know, from a little to a lot. Um, but but as developers, you know, we we can make done properly quite a lot of money without putting in too many hours. Of, during a week, you know, and, and so from a from an investor's point of view, let's say a passive investor, because that's what we're talking about, we're talking about somebody who puts the money in, get you know, they get reported, but they're not doing the work. Uh, but that can be that can be life changing for an investor as well, that they could make a substantial, you know, well into the six figures profit from doing almost nothing in a way. Like certainly they they have to put the capital into the equity into the project, uh, but beyond that, their workload's very little. Maybe reading reading some reports and making a few phone calls and emails to you, but it's it's a lot of money for the amount of work that an investor has to do. And so, I think I don't, I don't know. You've got the right attitude towards investors, and it's good. Investors understand that they can do very well. Uh, they have to choose the right sort of projects and the right people to do projects with. We find that quite a lot because people are in the mentoring program obviously I'm, I'm looking at the project with them so they can sort of get my experience as well as the, uh, the you know the, the other developer so I guess you guys are, are looking also you're always looking for deals but you're looking for investors as you should be as you've been trained to do and part of that is you know being professional and having a, a good website and having having a presence as well in the, you know on the platforms when I when I first saw your website I thought wow what a great website but what a great photo of you too so just tell me what give me give me your website address for those that are listening so that any listeners out there can have a look at your website what is it so it's envisionproperty.com.au. So it's envision, uh, but without the E. So the letter uh, N, envision. Yes. Uh, envisionproperty.com.au. Envision with an N, property.com.au. Yeah, and that, you know, that, that's, a great, that's a great website and a good story on there as well. And so... I guess it look yeah I'll, I'll give you guys a plug because um, I know anybody that invest invest with you uh, it'll be a good thing for them and uh, so they could go to your website I guess and make a contact off the contact page anybody who's interested in getting involved in property development from the investment side of the fence uh, obviously you know you'll, you'll learn a bit by default but really make some good money so uh, envisionproperty.com.au 
Guys, thanks very much. Uh, do you have any parting words for anybody out there that might be thinking about property development? What do you think? You've, you've, you've made the decision. Is it a good thing? Are you happy? I'm more than happy, Bob. I, I feel very confident because of the knowledge that I've acquired so far. Yeah. And so we're ready to, get, to take on the next project or projects. Uh, and that's our focus um, every week is to go out there, find the next deal and find those who are there, – there are people – our understanding is there are people out there looking for us and we're looking for them. So it's just a matter of time before we come together and uh, we can help each other uh, creating wealth um, and changing our lifestyles and uh, enjoying life. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and for the ways um, with parents, looking after parents as well. <laughs> yeah, I think for myself, property development, because we are, as I say, we're, we want to create wealth, we want to create um, time so that we can spend it with our loved ones. And mm. and it's changed our lives, not only obviously in the financial, if done right, it's, it's going to help us in the financial side, but mm. just being in the community as well, you know, mm. being with other people, like-minded like people, um, they all have different stories as to why they want to be property developers. Mm. But the education and the mm. learning that we've received from you, Bob and Hilary, and other people's stories, it's it's like a community um, of go-getters. Mm. And they say that, you know, success breeds success. Yep, so right. as we're in the community, we feel inspired, you know, when, we, when we're feeling down and we think, oh, this is really, really hard. Mm. There's other people in the community that have kids or have a busier schedule than us. And they are, they are reaching their goals. And that really inspires us. Mm. So it's, it's the financial side, but also the community mm. and the education. And I feel like in this space, you never know everything. There's always more to learn. I remember, Bob, when I got stuck, you know, um, had a word with Hillary and she reminded me to have our vision, you know, have clarity, right, then have self-belief and then also take action. Mm. Have, you know, weekly action down to everyday action and and as you take each step action towards your goal, that's how you gain confidence and you're keeping that flame um, burning, you know. So uh, uh, I, I want to say thank you as well to, to Hillary for that side and for yourself, Bob, for the technical side, the product development. You know, as we learn each step of the process, um, it gives us, that's how we gain our confidence and we feel competent. And so uh, that gives us all the confidence to go into the next project and we always say that the best is yet to come. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to working with you on your next project as well. And uh, so there it is, uh, envisionproperty.com.au. Uh, line up. <laughs> Guys, thanks for, thanks for uh, coming on to the podcast today. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we do plenty of talking, but it's, uh, it's good that you know, we can in share, share, this, uh, share the conversation, share the podcast, of course, because it's hopefully encouraging to other people as well. I'm sure it is. And so... Uh, We'll catch you shortly. I'll see you at the workshop, actually, pretty pretty close by. And uh, but I'll, yes, I'm yes, sure I'll read 100 yes. emails in the meantime in the next two weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I also forgot to say, Bob, that um, property development, quality education and mentoring is so important. And that's why we chose you, because of your experience, your proven track record and your active developer. And quality education and mentoring is so important in property development. 
if you're going to pursue it. Well, thanks very much. And and I chose you to be in the mentoring program because I knew you'd be <laughs> successful and I'd enjoy working with you. There you give, give you guys back a plug. Okay. So uh, that's a wrap uh, for, for this podcast and I'll catch you all very soon. Bye now.